0: Else, but to me, it just seems like the services are going so fast, and it seems like before we know it, it's already preaching time. And um, but anyway, we're glad you're here today, and I hope that the music has helped you and encouraged you in the Lord. And we want to try to give you something that the Lord has laid upon our heart, and I believe this is going to be a blessing to you. I, I want it to to glorify the Lord and be a challenge to us today. So Isaiah 53, we were in Isaiah 53 last Sunday, in case you were here, and we're back there today. And God showed me something that I just, I can't wait to share with you. Isaiah 53, when you find your place, if you're able to stand, let's stand out of respect for the reading of God's word. And, um, and then we'll have a word of prayer, and we'll jump right into the Bible study today. And we're gonna read the first 10 verses, Isaiah 53, and what a great, great chapter this is. Uh, Isaiah 53 verse one, who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We are healed. Well, we could all say an amen right there, couldn't we? All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every man to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence neither was any deceit in his mouth. Now I want you to notice verse number 10 this morning. It's our text. The Bible says about this man of sorrows, which we know is the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 10, the Bible says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, notice this little phrase, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. You may be seated this morning. And I want to talk to you about verse number 10 a little bit today. And specifically, I'm just going to call this seed and sacrifice, seed and sacrifice. And, um, let's go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us today. And, and I hope that he will. And I'm going to believe that he will today. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And Lord, thank you for, uh, your presence. Thank you for your precious spirit. Father, we've sang, we've prayed, we've worshiped, we've fellowshiped. God, we've done what we know to do. We've done what we can do. but Lord, we pray now that you would do what only you can do. And so I pray that you'll take this time of bible study teaching preaching instruction whatever you want to call it i pray that you'll take this time and god i pray that you will uh, i pray that you will saturate it with yourself and god i pray that you will use it to to challenge this preacher and i pray that you'll use it to challenge these people and father i pray that because of this time that we have together that christ Lord, that man of sorrows that we just read about, I pray that Christ would be lifted up and I pray that he'll be exalted, not only in this church, but in our lives, in our personal lives, in our witness, in our talk, in our marriage, in our homes, in our child rearing. God, I pray that Jesus will be exalted. Father, help our discussion today and clear our thoughts and our minds. And Heavenly Father, I pray that the word of God would hit its mark today. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit now. And God, hide us all behind the cross of Jesus today, please. We love you and praise you. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name and for his sake and all God's people said, amen. Notice verse 10 again. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Notice this little phrase. The Bible says he, talking about God, he shall see his, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, God shall see Christ, shall see his seed. Well, I saw that the other day and I thought, hmm, what's that talking about? He shall see his seed. A lot of times when you read a, a phrase like that in the Bible, it's often referring to children. And we know that's not necessarily, at least physically, that's not what it's talking about. I guess spiritually, maybe you could apply that. But it's an interesting passage because Isaiah is allowed to see down the quarter of time 700 years into the future. As he records the crucifixion and more importantly, as he records the Christ of the crucifixion. And and he says here in verse number 10 about this event that God would see the offering of Christ. And he refers to this incredible sacrifice as a seed. As a seed. And if I might say today, Calvary, that this seed that we're going to talk about today, this seed is going to produce amazing yield. In fact, of those who believe and are born again because of his sacrifice, and by the way, Brother Looney said it well this morning, if you are born again, it's because of his sacrifice. (laughs) It's not because of yours. Nothing we've done, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works. lest any man should boast. Listen, friend, if you get to heaven, and I pray that you do, it won't be because of you, it'll be because of him, And and we notice here because of this great sacrifice that this seed will produce an entire kingdom of saints who will ultimately and eternally serve Christ forever. Now, let me show you another place and it's exciting. I want you to turn over to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter number 22 in Psalm chapter 22, we, we find what we call a messianic psalm. And, it's, and, and here again, the psalmist is prophesying and uh, Psalm 22, in fact, if you go back early in the Psalm, it's very uh, evident that this is talking about the crucifixion of Christ uh, in the early part of Psalm chapter 22. But I want you to look at Psalm chapter 22 and verse number 27. And this, this passage uh, is, is very connected to Isaiah 53 and verse number 10 that we read just a moment ago. Now, hang in there with me, church, because we're going somewhere very important uh, this morning. Psalm 22 in verse 27, the Bible says, all the ends of the earth, uh, all, all the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord and all the kindreds of the nations. Now, don't forget what I said a moment ago. This seed is going to produce great yield. And the Bible says, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. Verse 28, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship, all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him and none can keep alive his own soul. Look at verse 30. The Bible says a seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. And so as God looks on the crucifixion of his son as he sees this great great and it was a great sacrifice performed by the Lord Jesus Christ as God looks on that sacrifice he says about this sacrifice that it is a seed. When Christ willingly sacrificed his life for you and he willingly sacrificed his life for me, let me tell you what happened. God, uh, uh, the son planted a seed. He planted a seed and that seed has caused and will cause a great Harvest in the future. Now, again, uh, follow my my logic here this morning. When Christ made this sacrifice, I'm talking about when he he had nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns uh, on his his brow, he was scourged. Uh, uh, Isaiah said that his visage was so marred more than any other man, he did all of that. And here's the thing I want you to understand, church, that Jesus did not just die, but the sin of mankind was poured upon the darling son of God. And so he not only died on the cross, but he bore your sins and he bore my sins. And when he did that, the Bible says that Jesus sowed a seed. He sowed a seed. And that seed is gonna bring about a great harvest. I read that this week and I thought, wow. You know what, I believe this. I believe that every time you sacrifice for God, you plant a seed. And that seed has the ability to produce amazing right. yields. Yeah, I believe that, that I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is not only showing his sacrifice, but I really believe this church, I believe that the Lord is, is setting forth a precedent here. He is setting forth an example. Christ uh, sowed a seed in his sacrifice and that sacrifice and that seed is going to bring about great yield. Now by the way, it already has. I'm part of that. I'm part of that yield. But how many know there are going to be more thousands and thousands of people that are going to be saved in the future? And so God is building that kingdom. The Lord Jesus Christ is bringing about that kingdom. But we see something that is applicable to you and I. Uh, Every time we sacrifice for the Lord, we plant a seed. And that seed has the opportunity and the ability to produce amazing yields. Now, you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, it it could be dozens of things. You may be here this morning and you say, Pastor, uh, in all of our Christian life, we've never tithed. Now, let me say a little word about that real quickly, just in case, you know, somebody would get the wrong idea. And I don't think you will, but uh, this is just our policy at Calvary. I don't know who's giving, who's not giving. So that makes it very easy for me to preach on tithing. Because if you're giving, praise the Lord. If you're not giving, I don't know about it. And, uh, and I purposely have done that for 30 years at Calvary Baptist Church. But, 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 Let's say that you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, all these years, uh, we've never tithed. We've never tithed, but we have come to that place in our Christian life where we have decided to step out in faith, and for the very first time in our Christian life, we are going to give a tithe in 2022, or we're gonna give an offering in 2022. Let me tell you what happens. When you decide to sacrifice like that, you plant a seed. You plant a seed. And that seed has the opportunity to bring about great yield. By the way, it can be anything. We have some ladies, uh, some of our good ladies today. Uh, We have a a royal princess club this meeting later today, and some of our ladies got together and prepared uh, a meal. And I'm sure it's a meal uh, fit for a king. uh, And they prepared that meal. Wait a minute now. Let me tell you what Uh, somebody says. Okay, big deal. They made a meal. Oh yeah, it is a big deal. You see, every time you sacrifice, and it doesn't matter what the sacrifice is, every time you sacrifice, you plant a seed. Yep. And that seed has the opportunity to bring about great yield, your faithfulness to God's house. Your willingness to present, uh, present somebody with a gospel track. Uh, your uh, your willingness to get up early in the morning and, and go over to a nursing home and uh, and minister uh, to some elderly people who in some circumstances nobody else cares about and nobody comes to see and, and you're willing to go over there and push their wheelchair and you're willing to go over there and shake their hand and you're willing to go over there and show them the love of Christ. You'll say, preacher, I don't think I accomplished anything today. Let me tell you what you did when you went to the nursing on you my friend planted a seed anytime you sacrifice you plant a seed preacher what are you talking about i'm talking about every time you come early for choir practice brother brandon says choir really needs you to be here i know it's going to tie up another night of your week i know you're already busy I know you work a full-time job. I know you've got a family. You're trying to do homework. You're trying to juggle, you know, 10 different, I, I get it. But I need you to come for choir practice and, and we need to, you know, if we're gonna sing, we need to do our best. And, and sometimes you come and you say, you know what, preacher, I don't really feel like, I don't feel like I, I, I accomplished a whole lot. Let me tell you what you did when you came early for choir practice or you came for choir practice and you took away from your home and you took away from your schedule and you took away from your rest. Let me tell you what you did. When you sacrificed for the Lord, you planted a seed nobody even knew that you were here practicing for a special song nobody was here but you came and maybe for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. I mean, you're practicing musicians are practicing, singers are practicing, I mean, uh, trying to get the sound right, trying to get the words right, and there's nobody here, and nobody put your name in the bulletin, and nobody patted you on the back, and nobody said, well done, and nobody even knew that you were here, but let me tell you what happened. When you came, and you sacrificed that time, you, my friend, planted a seed, and by the way, God's Saw your your, your sewing. You. Now, I won't take the time to go through all these, but man, I've got, hey, you know what? When you uh, come here and clean a bathroom, you say, pastor, all I did was clean a commode. No, you sowed a seed. Yes, sir. When you came here and swept the floor and nobody knew. You came here and you ran a dust mop and you didn't do it to be seen. And you didn 't do it to draw attention to yourself, you just wanted god 's house to look nice you you wanted the Lord's house to be top notch and so you came and, and you ran a, a dust mop or you went to the public school up here and you served some little kids at Good News Club or you studied a Sunday school lesson or you decorated your class or you worked on a church event or a church activity or you stood at the door and opened the door for people and welcomed people into the church or you served in a nursery. Listen, that's not all that you did when you gave that sacrifice, whatever it was, let me tell you what happened, my dear friend. You sowed a seed and that seed has the opportunity to bring about a great harvest. Amen. Amen. Let me give you a few thoughts this morning and we'll, we'll let you go. How about this? Number one, every sacrifice is a seed planted. When you sacrifice out of love for your Savior. Now, here's the thing now. If you do it so somebody will pat you on the back, that's probably your reward. If you do it to be seen man, that's probably your reward. But if you if you do something simply because you love your Savior, a seed is planted. And here's the great thing, Calvary, you may not even know it. So it's been many years ago now. We were down here at the old church, and after, I think it's after Sunday morning or Sunday, Sunday night service, uh, we had plenty of daylight, and so we had Uh, put a bunch of watermelons in ice and got them ice cold. And after the service, we went out and we just cut open watermelons and man, we just ate watermelons and spit seeds and we just had the greatest time. It was awesome. Well, after all that was done, we took those rinds and those seeds and I just took them down here to the ditch down here below the church. And I just, not even thinking, I just dumped them in the ditch. I never thought about it. Weeks and weeks passed. And one day I was down there at that ditch and I was walking around and I noticed there were some vines growing. And a few weeks later, there weren't only vines growing. We had watermelons growing. We had our own watermelon patch going on down there. Now my point is this, you know what I did? I just threw those seeds out I never thought about it. And those seeds begin to grow. And those seeds begin to, begin to bring about a great harvest. Every sacrifice is a seed planted, even if you don't know that you planted a seed. So years ago, we, my wife and I, we grew up at the Euphola Baptist Church under Brother Otis Johnson. Brother Johnson's in heaven now. probably, Probably one of the meekest men you'd ever meet. I'm telling you, man, if there, was a, if there was ever a meek man to walk on the face of the other, Otis Johnson was it. Right. And I remember us just being young people in the church. I'm talking, I'm not even sure we were teenagers. If we were teenagers, it was probably preteen or, uh, or maybe 13, maybe. I, I don't know that, that we were even that old. And I didn't even know there was anything going on but evidently there was some things going on in the church and and there were some people in the church that had begun to rise up against the pastor and and again I'm just telling you that Otis Johnson was not a confrontational type preacher at all. He he was not a fighter. That man loved God and he loved people and just gentle he was just gentle spirited and yet there were some folks in the church that began to teach some things that were contrary to doctrine and they began to rise up against the pastor And, and I didn't even know it was a young man that he Anything was going on. And I remember sitting, we didn't have but two sections and I remember sitting over in this section of the church about three quarters of the way back. And and, and by the way, this is something that ought never happen. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for it in the world. People during the service begin to stand up and openly rebuke the pastor. You say, why should that never happen, pastor? Well, number one, we may have lost people here. Number two, Lay not thine hand upon mine anointed. I'd be very careful about that. Number two, when somebody's incredibly meek and you have the audacity to try to put him down, be careful. And I remember those people, Brother Ricky, those people stood up in the service. I'd never been to Bible college. I didn't know anything about church etiquette. I didn't know anything about... Essex. But as a young boy, maybe not even a teenager, sitting right back here in this section, as they begin to stand up and do that, I thought, that ain't right. 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 Yeah. That's not right. That's not right. And as they begin to tear into him, I'll never forget, as long as I live, it's indelibly imprinted upon my mind, I'll never forget Brother Johnson standing up in front of the church and just saying, church, uh, all I know is this, I love you, and all I know is this, that when the dust clears, I'll be standing here. you You say, what happened? Oh, I'll tell you what happened. He planted a seed. He didn't even know it. And I was sitting back there as a young man and I thought, man, if I ever become a preacher, that's the kind of preacher I want to be. Man, if if God ever calls me to preach, I want to be a preacher like that that has a spirit like that and an attitude like that and a a Christ-likeness like that. You say, Pastor, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. That man sacrificing, by the way, he didn't have to stay there. He could have flew the coop. He could have said, you know what? Uh, you, You go ahead and do your thing. I'm going somewhere. But he stayed there, thank God. He stayed there and he planted a seed. And when he did, that seed began to bring forth yield. And by the way, that's probably why I'm here today. A seed. I thought about, I mentioned Brother Steve Ayers last week. I thought about all those times Brother Steve got us together as young people. Worked like a dog. Steve was one of the hardest workers, hardest working men I've ever seen in my life. And yet, he would take his time to have youth activities and they would put food together and games together and teach us how to lead people to Jesus. And, and I thought about that this week and I'm sure there was a lot of times when Brother Steve thought, well, you know what? We didn't accomplish diddly squat tonight. But you know what he did? He planted a seed. And that seed brought increase. I've got a godly mom and dad that are probably watching right now. My dad says, I don't know, my dad says that when they watch the service that my 87-year-old mom sits right on the edge of her seat the whole time. When we raise our hands, she raises hers. And I thought about that this week. Man, I just feel like preaching this morning a little bit. You say, Pastor, what's your story? Why are you here? Why are you pastoring this church? Why are you in the ministry? Why are you doing what you're not? Can, can I tell you why? Because of me? Oh, no, no, not because of me. But thank God I had a mama and I had a daddy who cared for me and who were faithful to church and who tried to guard their Christian testimony and who took me when I didn't want to go and who stayed steady in the faith. And you know what they were doing? They were planting some seeds. They were planting some seeds and they didn't even know it. But you know what's going on? Brother, that seed has brought amazing increase. Man, I will be glad we came to the house of the Lord today. Every sacrifice is a seed planted. How about this number two? It takes a while for the seed to germinate. Now take your Bibles quickly, if you will, and turn over to the book of John, the gospel of John, chapter number 12, John 12, and look at verse number 24 this morning. John chapter 12 and verse number 24. The Bible references what I'm talking about today. John 12, verse 24. The Lord Jesus himself said, said, said it like this, verily, verily. Now, when you see that word verily in your King James Bible, it's the idea of truly. And the Lord doesn't just say that once. He says it twice. Truly, truly, verily, verily. This is the truth. I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what? And, and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. You don't have to turn, I'll just read it for you. First Corinthians 15, 36, Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. That which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. It is a process. The seed has to germinate. What do you mean, Pastor? You can't expect immediate results. It's called longevity with anything that you do. Not just for the pastor, for the deacon. Not just for the deacon, for the teacher. Not just for the teacher, for the choir member. Uh, Everything we do, you know what, when we plant that seed It's very important that we allow it to have time to germinate. Brother Scott, uh, uh, back here, uh, farms, and, and he can tell you this, that a farmer never plants and then immediately turns around expecting harvest. No. You plant, and then you have to wait a while. Because that seed has to die. That seed has to germinate. It has to be cultivated. It has to be fertilized. Now, I said that to say this, Calvary Baptist Church, as we uh, get ready to go, as we're going into 2022, you say, preacher, have you got a word for me? I do, and this is the word. You've got to keep on serving, and you've got to keep on giving, and you've got to keep on witnessing, and you've got to keep on coming, and you've got to keep on praying, and you've got to keep on walking with God, and you say, well, preacher, I did it this week, and I didn't accomplish anything. Oh, yeah, you accomplished something. Let me tell you what you did. You sowed a seed. Pastor, I read my Bible on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and didn't get anything from it. Let me tell you what you did. You sowed a seed. Pastor, I've never walked with God. I've never spent time in prayer, but this week I I really tried to get down. I really tried to spend some time with the Lord, but I don't think I accomplished anything. Yes, you did. You accomplished, you you, you sowed a seed. You said, but preacher, I I didn't see anything happen. I know. I know. You know why? The seed's got to germinate. It takes a while before you see it bring forth a harvest. Let's go on. How about this? Number three. I love this point. One planted seed has amazing potential. One. We we have gardeners in here today. They can preach this better than I can. Although when I was growing up, we always, my my dad's watching While we produced that much crop, I have no idea because we couldn't eat it all. We didn't have one big garden. We had two big gardens at the same time. And it was my job to hoe it and it was my job to take care of it. And we would spend hours in the garden. But I can tell you this, that one seed can have amazing results. Think about it, one kernel of corn can produce many ears of corn. Yes, one potato, <laughs> one part of a potato yeah. can produce many. One peanut, I remember my dad, man, we, we, we grew peanuts in our garden and dad, when we harvested those peanuts, we had sacks, I'm talking sacks, sacks. Five feet I'm, I, the, hanging from the basement uh, down there drying out. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of peanuts that came from one peanut. One planted seed has amazing potential. He was a young man. His name was Charles. And Charles had a spiritual battle going on in his life. He was traveling one day and As he was traveling, he got into a serious snowstorm and he had to find shelter. There was a little Methodist chapel there along the the route and Charles went into this little Methodist chapel for the service and the snow was pretty bad that day. In fact, the story goes that most of the church people didn't make it. There was just a little handful of people that made it that day. In fact, even the pastor didn't make it that day. And as they got time for the service to begin, one of the laymen, one of the godly laymen in the church got up and he said, folks, he said, our pastor's not gonna make it today because of the weather. And so he said, I'm gonna try to do my best to give you a word. The layman stood up in front of the congregation, which was just a little smattering of people. And he preached Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me and be you saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. And that layman began to preach to that congregation. And he said, Look unto him look unto Jesus and be saved look unto Jesus and be saved and Charles was sitting up in a little loft up there in the church like a balcony type thing sitting up there in the loft and that layman from the pulpit looked up at that young man in the loft and he said young man, young man he said look to Jesus and be saved look to Jesus and be saved and that day Charles hadn't spurred and said for the very first time he understood what it meant to give your heart to Christ to be be able to be born again and Charles Haddon Spurgeon walked in that Methodist Chapel lost and he walked out saved and he became the great pastor of the London Baptist Tabernacle and where thousands and thousands of people came every single week and got saved. You say, preacher, what's your point? I think you know what my point is that brother, when you sow a seed, it can bring forth great results. Preacher, I didn't do anything I just went out to the fellowship hall when nobody was here and I just swept. No, you planted a seed. Preacher, I just, the Lord told us to give a special offering and I didn't tell anybody to tell you. But my wife and I decided to do this and we just put a special offering in the offering plate and nobody knew. Oh, somebody knew. He knew. And when you planted that, that offering, when you gave that offering, you planted a seed. You say, pastor, it was but but 100 bucks. Oh, God doesn't need your wealth. God just needs your willingness. Amen. That's good. And God can take your 100 bucks and God can make 10,000 bucks out of it if he wants to do that. You see, one seed... Can bring about great results. I love this little story, and I was debating on which story to tell today. I got too many stories to tell. He was a young man. He moved to Northeast Massachusetts to work in his uncle's shoe store. Uncle said, Dwight, I'm going to let you come up here. You can live with me. I'll let you work in the shoe store. But there are some requirements. Number one, you've got to get in the church. And I want you to get involved in a Sunday school class. And so, uh, so Dwight did that. He came up to Northeast Massachusetts, began working in his uncle's shoe store. He joined the church there where his uncle was going. He got involved in a Sunday school class. But to be quite honest with you, he didn't really, uh, it didn't do much for him. And by the way, church doesn't normally do a lot for lost people. But he had a Sunday school teacher. You may have heard of him. You may not have heard of him, but... His name was Edward Kimball. And Edward Kimball got burdened about this young man in his Sunday school class by the name of Dwight. And so Edward Kimball decided, I'm gonna go down to uh, his uncle's shoe store. I'm gonna do my best to talk to him about the Lord. I I love the story, you need to read it. Edward Kimball goes down to the bookstore, or down to the shoe store, and he's debating on whether to go in or not. He's shy, he's uh, sort of introverted and, and he's thinking, you know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I need to go talk to him, but maybe I shouldn't. He debated out there in the parking lot. Maybe I should, maybe I should. And finally, Edward Campbell mustered up the courage. The Lord gave him the courage and he went into the shoe store and he began to talk to, to Dwight. And long story short, he led Dwight, Lyman, Moody, to Jesus oh it's a preacher I've heard that name I know because Dwight Lyman Moody became one of the greatest evangelists in all of history with over one million people saved under his ministry while Moody was preaching in Europe he planted a seed and he influenced another young man by the name of F.B. Meyer and F.B. Meyer became greatly used of God uh, Meyer, likewise planted a seed and was used to greatly impact another young man. His name was J. Wilbur Chapman and J. Wilbur Chapman led thousands and thousands to Jesus Christ as an evangelist and finally, uh, Brother Chapman decided to retire and when he retired, he also planted a seed and he turned over his ministry to, uh, to, a, 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 to a, a young, famous baseball player for the White Sox by the name of Billy Sunday. And he said, "Billy, it's yours. I'm giving it's it's yours. I want you to take over the ministry." And Billy Sunday became one of the greatest evangelists, having over one million souls saved in his ministry. Now, you may have known this, you may have not have known this. While Billy Sunday was holding a crusade just down the road in a place called Charlotte, North Carolina, some young people came to hear Billy Sunday preach and got on fire as they heard this great event. Man, I'm tell you, I'm so excited right now. And heard this this man preach and just got on fire. After the crusade, they said, we gotta do this again. I mean, this is so great, we've gotta do this again. Let's have another crusade, and so they did. And they decided to have another felon, and his name was Mordecai Ham. Mordecai Ham came to Charlotte, North Carolina And one night, Mordecai Ham, as he preached, he planted a seed. And a 16-year-old boy gave his life to Jesus Christ by the name of Billy Graham, who some say has probably preached to more people than probably any other man in history. Where'd that start? Edward Kimball. (laughs) Who in the world's Edward Kimball? Sunday school teacher. And you may have heard about him and maybe not, but let me tell you what Edward Kimball did. He planted a seed. And as he planted that seed, that seed brought amazing yield. Let's bring this thing to a close. Last of all, number four, we notice here it's God that determines the harvest. Now take your Bibles quickly, if you will, and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter three with me. First Corinthians chapter three, we're done. First Corinthians chapter three and look at verse number five. First Corinthians chapter three and verse number five. Look what our Bible says here. It is God that determines the harvest. First Corinthians three, verse five, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Paul says here in verse six, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are labors together with God. You're God's husbandry, you're God's building. Hey church, this is so exciting Because you say, preacher, it's just, I'm nothing. Well, that's great. I'm glad you got to that place. You're right, we are, we're nothing. But he's everything. And you say, preacher, I planted a seed, but I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, you don't have to worry about it. Because it's God that brings the, the harvest. God determines the harvest. Now, let me tell you why I'm preaching this. Because the devil will come to you sometimes and he'll say, you're not doing you're not accomplishing anything Man, you're up here running dust mops, you're running vacuum cleaners, you're shaking hands, you're greeting folks, you're uh, helping out in the bookstore, you're working in a Sunday school class, you're decorating, you're uh, working on the outside of the church and the property of the church and you're singing in the choir and you're coming for practice and you're doing, and, and sometimes the devil will come and the devil will say, you're not accomplishing anything. Well, uh, listen, uh, l- let me tell you, let me tell you the reality. The reality is when you sacrifice any sacrifice at all, my friend, you plant a seed, and it is God that brings the harvest. Neat little story I read this week. Many years ago, ill health compelled the two missionaries stationed at Uphelan to return to America, leaving but six believers behind. For the station had only been open a short time. They dared not hope they would find any Christians on their return two years later, For how could six recent converts stand alone in an African village? They found, however, that the small group had met several times every week for prayer and Bible study and had witnessed so faithfully for Christ that all the neighboring villages knew that they were, quote, Jesus' men. Is it any wonder then that the church grew into a congregation and that on the 25th anniversary of its organization, 7,000 people assembled For a communion service from six people being born again. What's that mean, Pastor? These missionaries sowed a seed. And that seed brought amazing yield. Someone said, There are loyal hearts, there are spirits brave, there are souls that are pure and true. Then give to others the best you have, and the best will come back to you. Give love. And love to your life will flow, a strength in your inmost need. Have faith and other hearts will show their faith in your word and deed. Give truth and your gifts will be paid in kind An honor will honor meet, And a kindly smile will surely find a smile that is just as sweet. Give a helping hand to those in need and a harvest of golden grain. You'll reap someday from the love-sown seed if you sowed in the master's name. For life is the mirror of king and slave. Tis just what we are and do. Then give to others the best you have and the best will come back to you. Man. You know what that makes me want to do? I'm to sow some seeds in 2022. What's going to happen? I don't know. But he knows. And he's able to bring the increase. So preacher, we're making some sacrifices. Good, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Preacher, I get here every, uh, every Sunday morning. I get here early. Good, keep it up. Preacher, every week I study a Sunday school lesson to teach some little boys and girls. And I really don't know if they're paying attention or not. Keep it up. Preacher, we're giving faithfully to the Lord. Keep it up. Because you're sowing his seed. And that seed's going to bring great harvest. Let's pray this morning. Father, Thank you for this time we've had together today. And Lord, thank you for this passage of scripture. And Father, more than anything, we want to say thank you for giving your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And precious Lord, thank you for the seed that you have planted Lord, thank you for your sacrifice in the cross, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord, thank you for your sacrifice. Because of your sacrifice, I'm gonna be in heaven one day. And Lord, I'm glad I'm gonna get to be a part of that great kingdom that's going to praise you and worship you in spirit and truth. Lord, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for your sacrifice. Lord, it's my time to follow your example. And Lord, I pray that in 2022 at Calvary Baptist Church that you'd give us some people who would say, I'm sowing some seeds. I don't know what anybody else is going to do, but by the grace of God, this year, I am planting some seeds. I don't know what God's gonna do with them, but I'm gonna plant some seeds and I'm gonna trust God to bring the harvest. Father, have your way in this invitation. Speak to hearts, I pray. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder if we have any seed planters today. Any seed planters? Preach, I'm not a very good gardener, okay? Well, thank God we've got an opportunity to do it spiritually. If you're here today and the Spirit of God has struck a chord in your heart, we're going to invite you in just a moment to make your way to an old-fashioned altar. And just come today and say, Lord, if you'll help me in 2022, I'm planting some seed. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And if people want to come along, that's fine. But if people don't want to come along, I'm planting some seed in 2022. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. How many are here today Would say, Pastor, if I died today, I know beyond a shadow of any doubt that I am a born again Christian on my way to heaven. If you can say that, would you slip your hand up? Preacher, I know that I'm saved. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can lower your hands. Let me ask you the second question how many are here today though I promise I won't embarrass you but you'd say preacher I could not raise my hand if I died today I'm not sure that I would go to heaven but I want to go pastor oh man I want to go I'm just not sure I'd go and I want you to pray for me Is there, with heads bowed and eyes closed is there one anywhere right now you'd be honest let me pray for you right now would you slip your hand up Just raise it up, sort of wave it at me today. Bless your heart. Thank you. Is there another? Would you raise your hand? Let me pray for you today. I'm not going to come back. But man, I want to pray for you. Is there another anywhere? Pastor, remember me. I want to go to heaven. I'm just not sure I would. Would you pray for me today? In just a moment, we're going to stand. Our heads are going to be bowed. Our eyes are going to be closed. Several have already made their way to the altar. This is going to be your opportunity as well. I'm going to ask our personal workers to to tiptoe out and make their way to the front this morning. And we'll have somebody up here in the front with a Bible in their hand. And if you need someone to pray with you, we'll have somebody here to pray with you. But if you want to just come and find a place and just you and Jesus... Have a meeting. You're welcome to do that today as well. So would you stand with us all over the house this morning? Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've had together today. Lord, I want to thank you for the seed you've sown. Thank you for your crucifixion. Thank you for your death on a cruel cross. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you, Master, thank you. God, for those that have raised their hands and said they're not sure about heaven. I pray today, Lord, that you do a work of grace in their life, draw them to thee. And I pray today they would come and make a decision for Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, I pray that Christians will come, gather around this old-fashioned altar and say, Lord, we want to sow some seed. God, would you help me to be a sower? Father, i want to sow some seed. God, would you give us some teenagers? that would maybe make their way to an old-fashioned altar this morning and say, Lord, I'm just a teenager, but I'm gonna sow some seed in 2022. God, give us some moms and dads who, like my mom and dad, will say, we're gonna sow some seed in the life of our children. God, have thy way today in this invitation. Speak to hearts, please. And we thank you in Jesus' name.